random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelist Presents No Eye Patch Required. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string is nobody. Eddie looked confused for a second because he thought, wait, what is the dumbass saying now? <laughs> no, we are talking about episode number five of Secret Invasion. Harvest. And also episode six. No, I'm kidding. We didn't do the backlog for this one. But we are talking about episode five. Fury gathers his allies. Gravik deals with unrest. Done dirt cheap. Oh, that's nice. I like that song. Me too. My introduction to ACDC. How do you spell ACDC, that's Eddie? A, just like that. No. A. C. You have to include the slash. D- the lightning bolt. AC C. lightning bolt DC, Eddie. No lightning bolt. No, it's a lightning bolt. You have to acknowledge the lightning bolt, just like you respect the hyphen in Spider-Man. Lightning bolt. AC lightning bolt DC. AC yes. Shazam! Lightning bolt DC. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, to be completely honest, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this was a bland episode for me. But it took 38 minutes. Oh, it sure did. That's it. Just it me- it just can... meant by the time the episode was over, I was one minute closer to Barbenheimer. And I can't wait, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm that much of a living cartoon character. And by the way, shout out to the nerds on the internet over in my favorite group, the Kinoplex, that bullied me into changing my viewing order for Barbenheimer. Because wouldn't you think it's Barbie first and then Oppenheimer? You know, it's in the name, isn't it? No, Uh so I'm going with Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. So that's fine. That is perfectly fine because you got to get the veggies out before the dessert. So I understand that. Yeah, but and on how, the flip how side, could, how could two movies be more? I don't know, diametrically opposed. Well, it's just like when then, the f- I like how we're not talking about Secret Invasion because anything other than this dumpster fire of a show. But I digress. You know, it's funny because Christopher Nolan. This is a part of his uh, the tr- third part of his Girl Boss trilogy. I don't know if we mentioned this on the show, but when Christopher Nolan released The Dark Knight in two thousand eight, you know, what movie was coming out that weekend. No, Mamma Mia. So you can go, you know, to go see the Dark Mama. Then there is also a few years later, he had, I believe, uh, it wasn't Tenant, it wasn't Inception, I'm trying to remember the one movie, but it was one of his other movies, and it was the same weekend as Girl Trip. <laughs> and now we finally, you know, we culminate the trilogy with Barbie and Oppenheimer. And yes, again, is it already a forced, annoying meme on the internet? Oh, God, yes. Yep. But... I have the T-shirt, and I will be wearing a Barbenheimer T-shirt because, once again, I am that much of a cartoon character at this point in my life. Okay, Sometimes during the winter time. months in the fall, I wear a hoodie over and over and over, and it's the same thing. It's like my Fred Flintstone outfit. <laughs> every day I look the same. I have the same walk cycle. I walk past the same buildings every day. I walk past the same concept of not discussing Secret Invasion Episode Five Harvest. Everything. In this episode today... We are talking about how what happens first, Eddie, because I'm, I'm just going to let you be the guy that you All know, right. Well, the president is wheeled down a stretcher into hospital surgery, and uh, Fury is saying, do not trust Colonel Rhodes. And uh, Why I, is that, Eddie? Because he's a scroll. No, he's not. That's what Fury's going to say. Are you say. sure about that? Well, that's what we saw. Listen here, you. 
He's, uh, he pulls a chair and uh, does his best to do guarding of the operating room so nobody goes in there while the president is in surgery. Meanwhile, we cut to Goravic, who uh, says to assemble the leaders. One person becomes vocally outspoken and meets his end by Gravik. He met his ass? <laughs> Almost, the way he was kind of... Um, ass over tea kettle. Grooted, grooted and kind of impaled, sort of, kind of. I got to say, I kind of like the idea of seeing the Groot element of this character, because it is very uh, messed up. Yeah. But here's the thing. Eddie, you remember Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014, right? Uh Uh-huh. Remember when he killed those guys with his arm and then just does that little smile to the camera? Turning over his shoulder, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you have to realize, yes, it's the Flora Colossus that we're going to be seeing utilized in the Super Scroll concept. But here's the thing about that that makes me laugh. You know, we're so used to Groot being, he's adorable. He only says three words, I am and... Steve Buscemi. But, you know, he says all of those words, and it's just, you know, whatever. And he's so cute. Look at him. Look at him. He's dancing with a little, you know, with a raccoon. He's, you know, he's, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And then you remember, oh, yeah, he can kill people by, like, disemboweling them with his roots. Yeah. So it's not really, like, you know, like a surprise when you see Gravik doing it as the Super Scroll, but Hachi Machi. You could say the same thing maybe for Goose, the Flurkin. I wouldn't say that because you you, In a sense. you get that sense already of the whole, you know, look at this adorable creature. Oh, crap, it's doing its thing. <laughs> we're, we're not, you know, we bo- we know both sides of the coin are there. It's fully aware. But we always forget Groot can be a vicious monster, mm-hmm. whereas Goose can be both. And you know, you look at him, you're like, like, just like, honestly, as a cat owner, cats in general, they're little, you know, mini velociraptors with teeth. <laughs> so, no, like, I look at a cat and I'm just like, I'm just looking at him waiting for my next, you know, uh, scratch on my body. Mm-hmm. So, no, cats, and I love cats. Cats are the absolute best. Cats are the devil. They are the evilest little bags of potential poopy. Um, sure. I mean, you know, they always, like, you know, I have my cats. I have two kittens now. And, you know, they go play in, they play in the litter box, which I've un- unintentionally dubbed the shit pit. But Unintentionally? Well, you know, you know me. And then, you know, when they want to pee, it's the pissing well instead of wishing well. Couldn't have even. That's a song. I was, try, I was trying with the peeing one. You know, I couldn't yeah. think of anything. I couldn't really think of you know something that rhymed. Like the shit pit is funny. Like that is funny. Like when you see the litter box tonight with your cats today. Could have just be, done the same letter, the P place or something. You know. No, because it's not as funny as the shit pit. True. Like think when you see that, you're just like, where are you going? I'm going to the shit pit. I got it. Goddamn pal. When your cat grows up and develops a voice like that, like Vince know. McMahon, like Vince McMahon, damn it! You know, just a minute to go back to Groot. I kind of think <laughs> yes, maybe in please. a sense that the early Groot from the '60s was, you know, I love bordering on demonic and just vi- evil he... or whatever. I'm going to say so. Maybe a little bit of that Groot, you know, nastiness, violence is well, in there. One of my one of my favorite things about the first appearance of Groot is literally he's more verbose on the cover of that than he ever is in the last ten years. Yep. And, you know, the, uh, what's it called? I'm trying to find the, uh, char- I'm looking up the character close-up. Tales to Astonish, number 13 from 1960. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, behold, I am Groot the Invincible, who dares to defy me. Mm-hmm. I challenged Groot, the monster from Planet X. I defy you, Groot. I shall destroy you before midnight. Marvin the Martian says with yeah. his interstellar, whatever, disintegrator. Or Bob the Nerd. Oh, well, sure. But it is cool to see that uh, element of, like, oh, again, since the last time we talked about those characters, you know, the uh, secret or Super Scroll 
Oh, it's it's kind of cool, but it's also like no one gives a shit about the frost giant part, to be honest. <laughs> Do you be honest? Yeah, it's just like okay, we need a it's fourth uh, element, so here we go. Wind, fire, heart. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. That's about it. Like that's, yeah. I don't know. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheMarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And... Two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. There's uh, very interesting things with that whole element, but I digress. So, Gravik says, take some of our people to, is it Vera? I can't remember the name. Sure. And to the house and kill her. And in the meantime, Gravik gives Rhodes a call and says, to keep the president alive, there's a change of plans. The only thing of note, in my, in my opinion, other than the ending, was the whole scene involving the president and Nick Fury, how everyone has their guns turned on him. Yeah. Like, that was, because it's a very impactful image, and it's very much hey, we're getting this in here. And we're like, once we get the big reveal of, in the next 60 seconds, the world is going to know that you killed Maria Hill, Nick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I get that. But, Yeah, there's the, the Fury Roads confrontation part, right? That I think was in the hospital also. So, uh, you Correct. know, so things are trying to move along, progress or whatever, and uh, we go to London. We go to France. We see Eddie's underpants. We see a scroll revealed with a shot in the leg. Shot in the leg, and you're to blame. Pretty good, Bon Jovi. Well, not exactly, but yeah. You give love a peg leg. And now we see some resistance as part of the episode title says, uh, graphic dealing with unrest. That is, some among his group are saying, you know what, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. We're going to uh, These scrolls really are stop what us. you're doing. And, and uh, well... Gravik has now what the powers of the super scroll, or more than just your average ordinary scroll, and they fail in their attempt to overthrow Gravik. So but, yeah, they die. By the way, you know I want to mention this. I'm looking at uh, on gamer uh, gamerant.com. They have like all the uh, Easter eggs and stuff. The the you know they mentioned some of the Easter eggs. One of them is the title of this episode is the Harvest, and it's a direct point of reference to the DNA of the Avengers. So yeah. And we get to that later in this episode. We sure yeah. do. We do. Who would have thought a tombstone could uh, do what it did uh, towards the end of that? Mm. So, yes, so we have interactions with uh, Priscilla, the lab, torching the house, I guess, to uh, destroy evidence. And Guy is in here as well. You do notice when she was talking about the, uh, what's it called, uh, Call Obsidian and the Flora Colossus, you are aware she didn't mention the Frost Beast DNA. Direct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we haven't seen that put to use. So I'm curious to see 
how it's going to be incorporated in the finale of this series because it has to be. It absolutely has to be. And, you know, I keep thinking about it. Like, this very much is one of those movies or these shows where it's very unimpactful so far. I feel like this this should have bigger stakes, but unfortunately it doesn't. Like, it's literally... The point of the show, in my opinion, the way it's coming across is, hey, where the hell's Nick Fury been lately? Oh, let's just tell where he's been. You know, give him a story. You know, give him his own little special thing. Oh, he's, we didn't. We we never gave him a show or a movie. So let's just, let's just do this. Give the guy. You know, give him a break. It's like it comes off as that, and it's like Nick Fury should have a much larger impact in the Marvel universe. But that's just my opinion, and I feel like this is just like a let's just, let's just give him one. I guess you know. Yeah, well, maybe with this whole story, I wanted to. We, uh, I wanted to make the landing, you know. Like I want this to work, but I feel like next week it's just going to be the same old, same old. And that's another part, maybe, why it was secret because there's just stuff you didn't know about Nick Fury. What secret? Like our cares for this? He he caused all this, you know. That came out with Rhodes, the bar confrontation with Fury, and it's also coming out in this episode with Priscilla. So you caused all this, and he's got to be the one to finish it. That's why he says he came back. Are we talking about Priscilla Presley? No. Oh. The English-speaking woman who she speaks has a English. Pleasant, pleasant demeanor. From across the big pond, English. Yes. From the motherland. So Russia? Not, no. Well, they <laughs> that, is the, that, that is the motherland, Eddie. I'm That's sorry. <laughs> thinking of the queen motherland. That's Vidanya, comrade. But. Here's mud in your eye. Listen here, Eddie Brock. But we have to have... It was in that movie of Spider-Man. We have, <laughs> Peter to, have, Parker. I'm an we have to have a Talos burial scene, uh, much reminding me in some way of a Darth Vader or perhaps... Yeah, or a, a Viking funeral. Viking funeral, thank you very much, minus the uh, the horned helmet. I enjoyed the way you whatever. said funeral just now, by the way. Funeral. 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 And now we go to Sweden. Put the chicky in the pot, yes. Get the squirrel. <laughs> Not squirrel, squirrel. Squirrel with the green. And maybe not so much a surprise, but didn't know when it was actually going to happen with the interaction at uh, Nick and Vera's house with Gaia. Instead, of course, talking about the ceremony, doing the prayer. And yeah, then, pork, pork, and then pork. after all that part is done, we have the assassination attack in the house. But they get wiped out, meaning the scrolls. You said wipe out. Right, okay. Surfing bird. I don't know how funny this was a humorous that Fury going through the TSA as a uh, disguised person. But, I, thought, uh, I thought it was kind of a cool little visual. The fact that, you know, one, first off, we don't see the hands. Like, it's just the face that's covered, all that. And yeah. it's like, unfortunately, though, you see this scene, and when you saw it initially, did you think, oh, this is Fury? Well, it's not who it looks like it is, and I wasn't sure if we needed to pay attention to the look of this character I or looked, the name, uh, and a billion dollars apparently for a face mask. I looked at it and I just thought immediately, I'm like, "Oh, that's Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to, that's gonna be Nick Fury under there." And then you see him take the little thing off, and whew, it's Nick Fury. I'm Almost like, as if it's a mini tablecloth, and kind of off his face like that. It was just a different technique than, let's say, Black Widow used. Again, in, it, continu- uh, it continues the whole point in the show of no one's who they say they are. Who do you trust? That's right. And do we need Who to know? Who do you love? But after that, it's a good song. After that, we uh, were told 294 kilometers from the Russian border. Okay, where is that? On the, I didn't look it up. Not in Russia. That's what we're told. So here we have Nick and Priscilla and the harvest explained and nearly every Avenger spilled blood into the in the Battle of New York, including Carol Danvers. 
why it had to be said that way, I'm not sure that Fury did. But, but between Fury and the Collectors, the whole, you know, Harvest thing. Okay. So a real Harvest Moon. Good game. Well, I think that's a Neil Young song. Also. It is, too. And an album. So there. Now, we have Fury, Priscilla, going out to see one of the markers, that is Tombstones, where Nick Fury is, you know, buried. But apparently he's got several of them. But this one has a, uh, a component that I guess when you blow on the front face of it, gets all alien-ish and, and rises, and there we have the... Like bread. DNA. That, well, sort of. Well, I want to ask you, by the way, Let's. I want to talk about the big thing of this episode with Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't really talked much about Rhodey in the show. Now, it is fully explained that Rhodey is a scroll, Correct. Fully? I don't know. I don't know because how it like, came to I, be. I feel like he's just humor. When he's saying certain things to Fury, he's like, yeah, I'm a scroll." He's like, you know, you're nuts, Fury. I'm just going to say whatever you want to believe right now. Like, it comes off as that sometimes. Yeah. But if you are doing Rhodey as a scroll, that's a good decision. I kind of like that idea. I think Rhodey as a scroll works the very best because it's, if you were to have done this, it would have either been Rhodey, Black Widow, or Hawkeye. Ones that really aren't as big of a deal. And that's why, like, I'd love to see if the scroll element is further incorporated in future MCU projects. Like, they do Secret Invasion too, God forbid. But, you know, something like that. Like, later on we see in a future movie, like, oh, so-and-so has been a scroll. You know what would be an interesting one to do? Mm-hmm. Falcon. Falcon as a scroll would be kind of interesting because you got this guy who, you know we've been led to believe was his sidekick this whole time when it was it was just a scroll but he ended up getting the mantle of captain america and they gave the mantle of captain america to a scroll that's kind of like a yeah, great it's like not a bad, betrayal it's not a bad uh, alternate scenario perhaps because even the face of america is now that of an alien which by the way is great commentary saying at the end of the day we are in a melting pot of people and even an alien is a part of that melting pot yeah yeah God bless America, our home, sweet home. That was the lyrics, right? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> you combined our instead of my. My. Okay. Home. Good here? We are. Okay, that's mostly the episode. I thought what was kind of the funny thing, though, after that was, I guess, Fury walking into the, um, I don't want to say catacombs because that's down... Walking into the mausoleum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. That was fine. I don't know why that was Catacomb is going down, so that's that's well, a below, below talk- thing. But into the mausoleum type thing and, you know, activating the cover of, of a The tombstone. Stone, you know. Yeah. And each one holds one little item. So greater, love, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his use for his friends, I think it says. I would think life, but... That that would make perfect sense. Okay. So that is correct. Eddie is correct, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Yeah, you did. Eddie is correct. There's some sense. I hope that helps. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. No one can get you a fare on the bus, but... Damn it, Eric Adams. 87, here we are. Now... Centavos, but... We also want to talk about, like, this... I'm sorry, this shows kind of how forgettable some of Phase 4 has been for some of us because well, somebody was in this show 
that was, I believe his name is Rick Mason, and he's the one that Fury trusts. Here's the problem with that. I forgot he was in Black Widow, and when he shows up, I'm just like, oh, cool. Here's a random guy. And then I remember, oh, yeah, I paid to go to a movie theater to see this guy show up in a movie. Mm-hmm. So excellent job, guys, for making us remember and care who this person was because hey. I did not. So Okay, fine. But I, again, couldn't understand why we needed to have separate tombstone-like components in this mausoleum, one for his overcoat, one for his eye patch. I like that the eye patch gun. made a return. What? I love that the eye patch made a return. Sure. Because I'm sorry, you cannot have Nicholas J. Fury. I passless. The J stands for Jamiroquai, by the way. But you can't, <laughs> you can't have Nick Fury without the eye patch. They are synonymous with each other. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of what this episode was was it was a filler episode for the most part. And you can't disagree, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree too. Yeah, no, like, just, no. Just, uh, I don't know if it added anything more to. I don't to think this. it did. To be or, completely honest. Or like, filled in some gap somewhere. When the only memorable parts in this episode for me are, hey, everybody, here is, first off, here's a discussion between Gaia and um, Vara with a Viking funeral. Mm-hmm. Cool, we got that. But the ones that stuck out of my mind more were all those guns pointed at Fury with the Secret Service, as well as the ending of him walking down into the catacombs that are not catacombs. Yeah. So. It's time. Let's finish this. I've been saying that for six weeks now, Eddie. I knew that was coming. I'm sorry. Like, my favorite part of the episode was the ending. Yeah. The ending was really creative. And also, Amanda was over. Ho, 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 ho. It's time to make the Muppets. Cue the Muppet hecklers. They were my absolute favorite part of going to Muppet Vision 3D at uh, Disney World, by the way. Really great. Oh. I love those guys. I love you guys. That's Sweetums. I love Sweetums, too. They had Sweetums there, too. He was, like, full-body costume. Like, person walks out in the front. He's like, oh, you guys all. What? Where? Muppet Vision 3D. You've never oh, been? Oh, sorry. Okay. Have you been? Uh, I don't think to the attraction, no. You've never seen Muppet Vision 3D? I like how we're talking about anything other than this episode. Yeah. But, yeah, Muppet Vision 3D is fantastic. It's it is, time. Let's finish this. You gotta see Muppet Vision 3D. Obviously. <laughs> yes, it's great. Even with my eyes closed? Well, no, you need the glasses on. Oh, shoot. That's right. Yeah. Okay. To make the Muppets. So before this becomes more than 38 minutes. More than a woman. Tavars or Bee Gees are you trying to imitate there? Because neither one of them quite measured up. That is rude, sir. Brutally honest. Rude. So the next one will be the last one. Thank God. Mercifully, it's over. We're hoping. I want, I don't know, again, ladies and gentlemen, it is fine to like this kind of show. Like, it's... That's the magic of the MCU. There's so many different types of storytelling techniques they're going for. You have the political thrillers. You have suspense. You have hor- Now you have horror with uh, Werewolf by Night. You have space opera with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You have heist movies with ec- or with the first two Ant-Mans. You have, you know, coming-of-age teen dramas slash superhero movies with Spider-Man. There's a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I will be. It's just this ain't for me. <laughs> no, I'm honestly going to tell you there will be a rewatch for myself with my wife, and that will be the best I think barometer or gauge of good, bad, or indifferent on this show. How much of the shows themselves have you revisited? Be honest, and I'm not talking about like a watching with the wife. I'm talking about just in general. Myself, yeah. You know, time is the enemy. There hasn't been. Fear is the mind killer. 
There has not been. And the only revisits wind up happening is if some network TVs run the Marvel movies, not, like not how, the series. Kind of like how they're doing a uh, re-airing of Ms. Marvel on ABC. Oh. If you want to watch that, you can. You can watch it with commercials now. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Goes because around, I, comes around. It's because I refuse to pay for the uh, ad version of Disney+, Plus because <laughs> I'm not going to torture you guys with that shit. <laughs> Good deal. Okay. Yes, it, well, for me it is. Yeah. Well, pass the savings on. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. We think. Excelsior! Or not. <laughs>